Welcome to Orla Ministries, where this is a Holy Spirit-led podcast. Good day to you. My name is Claire Carter, and I'm your host on this journey of becoming a disciple of Christ. Welcome to the journey of Ruth. Welcome, welcome. We will now begin the journey of Ruth, reading chapter one today. I welcome you to join by opening your Bibles or opening your Bible app on the phone. I will be reading out of the New Living Translation, and let's go to the Father in prayer first. Gracious Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for all things. You're worthy, wonderful, and amazing. God, you are faithful and true. God, your word is from ages to ages. You are the beginning. You are the end. And we thank you. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for your blessed Son, Jesus. And we thank you for the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, have your way through this podcast, through our ears, hearts, and minds. Let us be ignited with the flame of the Holy Spirit. Let us be ignited to hear the word and not just to be hearers of the word, but to be your doers, Father. So we thank you for this day. We thank you for the word that's about to come forth. May we be mindful to receive it and apply it. In your precious and glorious name, Jesus, amen, amen, amen. So thank you for joining us. Ruth chapter one, the Ruth, the journey of Ruth. (laughs) In the days when the judges ruled in Israel, a severe famine famine came upon the land. So a man from Bethlehem in Judah left his home and went to live in the country of Moab, taking his wife and two sons with him. The man's name was Elimelech, and his wife was Naomi. Their two sons were Malon and Kilion. They were Ephrathites from Bethlehem in the land of Judah. And when they reached Moab, they settled there. Then Elimelech died, and Naomi was left with her two sons. The two sons married Moabite women. One married a woman named Orpha, and the other a woman named Ruth. But about ten years later, both Malan and Kilion died. This left Naomi alone with her two sons, without her two sons, or her husband. Then Naomi heard in Moab that the Lord had blessed his people in Judah by giving them good crops again. So Naomi and her daughters-in-law got ready to leave Moab to return to her homeland. With her two daughter-in-laws, she set out from the place where she had been living, and they took the road that would lead them back to Judah. But on the way, Naomi said to her two daughters-in-law, Go back to your mother's homes, and may the Lord reward you for your kindness to your husbands and to me. May the Lord bless you with the security of another marriage. Then she kissed them goodbye, and they all broke down and wept. No, they said, we want to go with you to your people. But Naomi replied, why should you go with me? Can I still give birth to another other sons who could grow up to be your husbands? No, my daughters, return to your parents' home, for I am too old to marry again. And even if it were possible and I were to get married tonight and bear sons, then what? Would you wait for them to grow up and refuse to marry someone else? No, of course not, my daughters. Things are far more bitter for me than for you, because the Lord himself has raised his fist against me. And again they wept together. And Orpha kissed her mother-in-law goodbye, Ruth, but Ruth clung tightly to Naomi. Look, Naomi said to her, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and to her gods. You should do the same. But Ruth replied, don't ask me to leave you and turn back. Wherever you will go, I will go. Wherever you live, I will live. Your people will be my people, and your God will be my God. Wherever you die, I will die, and there I will be buried. 
May the Lord punish me severely if I allow anything but death to separate us. When Naomi saw that Ruth was determined to go with her, she said nothing more. So the two of them continued on their journey. When they came to Bethlehem, the entire town was excited by their arrival. Is it really Naomi? The woman asked. Don't call me Naomi, she responded. Instead, call me Mara. For the Lord, excuse me, for the Almighty has made life very bitter for me. I went away full, but the Lord has brought me home empty. Why call me Naomi when the Lord has caused me to suffer and the Almighty has sent such tragedy upon me? So Naomi returned from Moab, accompanied by her daughter-in-law Ruth, the young Moabite woman. woman. They arrived in Bethlehem in late spring at the beginning of the barley harvest. Okay, this is a lot of information here, a lot going on with Naomi, her husband and sons, her daughter-in-laws, and all this that's taking place. So let's go back and dissect a little bit from the beginning um, of Ruth here. So there's a man named Eli Melech, and he was a man that obviously was a part of the Israelites. Um, when it says the, that they were the Aphrodites, we can see here that the Aphrodites, um, Aphrodites, Aphrodites, <laughs> make sure I pronounce that, were people from Ephra, um, which the Bible tells us they were associated with Bethlehem and Jerusalem. And the word Ephra means fruitful, um, and Bethlehem means house of bread. So they came from um, the Israelite group, the Israelite clan. So they were living in Bethlehem. There was a famine that came upon the lamb. And instead of them praying and looking to God and working through the famine, uh, Eli Malek was like, look, we're going through the famine. We're moving. So he ran away from the famine, what was taking place, what was going on in his own land. So he takes his family to Moab, which if we look and do a little research in regards to Moab, we can see here that the origins of the nation of Moab comes from Lot and his daughters when they, um, and Lot was the nephew of Abraham. And that's when um, fire and brimstone came down on the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah. And Lot had ran out. His wife looked back after the Lord said, do not look back. His wife looked back and turned into a pillar of salt. So what was left was Lot and his two daughters. And so what had taken place, they um, Lot became drunk and his daughters seduced him. And they both conceived and had children. And the one daughter, the oldest daughter, um, named her son Moab. And that's where the Moabites come from. And then Lot's younger daughter um, named her son Ben-Ami which the Ammonites descended from. And we can find in um, Deuteronomy chapter 23, verse 3, it says that they shall not um, engage or marry in with the Ammonites or the Moabites. And so uh, Elimelech, I guess he just disregarded the word of God and um, moved to the city of Moab and they settled there. And so what happened is, um, his two sons end up um, marrying, sorry, he ended up dying before um, his two sons were, were married. But so Eli Malek died and Naomi was left with her two sons. So we can see the buildup of why um, Naomi is, is stating like the God Almighty, his hand has come against me. So they had left their own 
town where the Lord had blessed them in. And instead of fighting through the famine, um, Elimelech moves them out of there, moves to the city of Moab, which even if you do further research with Moses, when they were going to the promised land, they did not march through the land of Moab. They actually went around the land of Moab because they were not to intermingle or intertwine. So the Moabs actually had a, a God that they worship, the false God, of course we know this, and um, the false God, and I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correctly or not, but that's really okay. Um, if I don't, I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but it just, maybe it's Chemosh. Um, so anyway, Chemosh or Shemos was actually similar, similar to the God Baal. Um, and Moloch. And if you do research on them, you can find out that um, Moloch and Baal required sacrifices from people's children. Like if they wanted wealth, if they, you know, wanted things, um, that they would go to their God and sacrifice their children. Um, so you have an example in, uh, Kings, first Kings, 11 7 and then also 33 it talks about how um Joharam the king of Moab faced military defeat and the Moab ruler took his firstborn son who was to succeed him as the king and offered him as a sacrifice um unto the Shamash so these were the gods that um, the Moabites were worshiping. So they were not worshiping our, our Heavenly Father, who we worship, our Heavenly Father, the creator of heaven and earth. They were not worshiping him. Naomi and her family were worshiping the Heavenly Father, the Almighty God. But um, the Moabites, they were actually worshiping the Shemash, which was similar to the Baal and the Moloch, where they were sacrificing their children to gain. So, um, that's why the Lord did not want them to have, to have anything to do with the Moabites. So hopefully that um, gives us a little background and information on why God did not want them messing around with them. So, <laughs> um, but what happens is, um, and, and maybe why Naomi was saying like the Lord God has placed his hand against me. So her husband moved them there to a land that God did not want them to enter into. So they were forbidding their God, not saying that they were worshiping the other gods once they got there, but that was a land that the Lord strictly told them not to go to. Um, so he settles in there. He ends up dying. Um, the two sons get older. They marry Moabite women. So here we go again, when the Israelites are to stay away from the Moabite women, um, the Ammonites, because of their worshiping of other gods. So um, what takes place is the two sons die. Uh, and then what happens is that Naomi is left alone with her two daughter-in-laws. And so Naomi's letting the ladies know, like, hey, look, you don't have to stay with me. Like, you know, we came into your country. We came here. I mean, go home to your family. Like, there's nothing I can do for you. You know, I'm going to go back home to the land of that, you know, the land of Bethlehem, the land that I am from. And that is not your traditions, you know, that you worship a different God. You stay here, you know, and she even told her, she said, go back to your mother's home, um, go back, uh, return to your homeland go and worship your gods. And she's letting them know, like, go back, 
go go into thank you for your kindness you've been wonderful and amazing to me and my your husbands which were my sons you've been wonderful but now it's time for you to go back go back to your people and so Orpha because she um, was comfortable with that you know at first she was like no but after she was talking to her like hey look I can't give you more children I can't you know even if I were to get pregnant today you know you're gonna wait 20 years or 18 years or whatever for them you know that's not so so go return to your homes um go and and worship your gods go back to your old traditions go back and and Orpha was willing to go back even though you know she did cry but she did turn back but Ruth Ruth said no don't ask me to leave you Ruth seeing how her almighty God has worked in her life Ruth wanted to be faithful to her and we can look to Ruth as the example if we if we understand that that Ruth how God worked through Ruth God worked his perfect plan out through Ruth's life just as he does with all of us when we when we turn to him right she had the option to go back to worship her god she had the option to go back to her people and her ways but she's seen the goodness in naomi she's seen how god almighty worked in her life and she wanted to follow and she said to her she said ruth told naomi she said that your people will be my people your god will be my god wherever you die i will die so she had a faithfulness unto her she had a bond in this relationship with her and so ruth goes along with her she wants to worship her god she travels back with naomi orpha goes back to her family and worships the gods that they want to worship now ruth has this new life with naomi um as her mother-in-law um as a friend you know and so they get back to they're traveling through to get to bethlehem not really sure how far the travel was but they get back to bethlehem or this actually will be ruth's first time coming to bethlehem so she's going to an unknown land she's going to an unknown place she's going to somewhere where it's new for her and it's different and the traditions and the worship and all kinds of things are different and ruth is willing to go and so they get there and you know the people of bethlehem see naomi wow is this really naomi oh my goodness and because of her sorrow because of her mourning because of her um upsetness because of how she's feeling towards losing her husband and losing her son sons um to death and she tells him she says don't call me Naomi because Naomi means gentle and pleasant she's not feeling gentle and pleasant at this time she says call me Mara which is bitter and she claims here for the almighty has made my life bitter for me has made life bitter very bitter for me and she could be thinking we left we turned away from our people and we moved into this land that God had forbid us to go to. And now she's saying the Lord Almighty has come against her. She, Her husband has passed. That was the decision that her husband made to go there. Her sons married the Moabite women, which was against the law uh, that was written for them not to do that. And so uh, she says, call me bitter, call me Mara, don't call me pleasant and gentle anymore. And so she says that the Lord has caused me to suffer and the Almighty has sent such tragedy upon me. So 
she's feeling the wrath of God. She's she's saying, God, you know, allowed this to take place. God had this happen to me because of the disobedience. Now, I want to use an example um, that I heard from another preacher, and and I did share it with our group this past um, service, and I want to share it with you all. We look at God to know Him as our Creator. We know God. Um, And when we have a relationship with him, we understand his expectations for us. And we know that he has created us, but he has given us free will. So if we look at it as the type of vehicle I have is a Chevrolet, okay? And say that I'm driving my Chevrolet and I decide to stop out at a bar and I get drunk. I'm drinking, 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 and I get drunk and I get in the car and I drive and I get into an accident. Or we can look at um, maybe I decide to get in the car in my Chevrolet and I'm driving down the road and I'm texting on my phone and I get into an accident. Now, do I blame the Chevrolet dealer because of the choices that I made? Or do I blame myself for getting into those accidents because of the choices I made? So that's a, that's God, our creator. He created us, yes, but he has given us the free will to make the choices and decisions that we, we want to make, that we feel that this is where we need to be, or I need to follow this, or I can do this, or I can't do that. And it's choices that we make. If we don't uh, follow him, we are in the placing ourselves into doing whatever we want to do we're committing the sins and then we reap the consequences of it and so Naomi's crying out you know she has reaped the consequences of being disobedient to God so God didn't do those things to her those things had taken place because of her disobedience amen we don't sue the Chevrolet dealer because we decided to get drunk or we decided to text while driving we have to take accountability for ourselves and so in the last verse here verse 22 so Naomi returned from Moab accompanied by her daughter-in-law Ruth the young Moabite woman They arrived in Bethlehem in late spring at the beginning of the barley harvest. Now, as we can tell here that her being a Moabite woman is mentioned throughout, right? We we understand that's who she is related to as, like Ruth, the Moabite woman. Um, Her sons married Moabite women, you know? So it's showing us because God wants us to do the research God wants us to look back and and find out, you know, hey, where is this person coming from? Who are the descendants? So she actually has Israel, um, uh, Israelites as part of her um, descendants, as part of her generation. And so God has us look back at these things. And let's take a look here. What is the um, barley harvest? What is what is the significance of that? So why would they even um, mention that? that there's a there's a barley harvest it says here they arrived in bethlehem in late spring at the beginning of the barley harvest so let's see barley harvest late spring barley harvest late spring barley harvest and see what that has to do it says Barley was the chief 
bread plant of the Hebrews. Ah, so it's the bread plant. It's valuable. It's an ener uh, gives us get excuse me. It's a valuable carbohydrate energy source. Couldn't get that out. My goodness, of food. It's a, it's important. Um, barley is the fourth most important grain crop. Yes. They use it to make their bread. Yes. Okay. So um, we're coming into the time of harvest. Um, and so that's going to actually take us into chapter two. So thank you for joining us. <laughs> the next podcast will be on uh, the journey of Ruth chapter two. But thank you for joining me for Ruth chapter one. Um Thank you so much for listening in. Please make sure you click subscribe, click the notification. Um, Also, please share. We'd love to spread the word of God around the world. Um, Also, if you have any comments or questions or something you want to add to um, Ruth chapter one, please, we have a comment section where it says, what did you think about this episode? Please, we would love to hear from you. What do you think about this episode? How can you contribute into Ruth chapter one? Give us a, give us a text or message in there. We would greatly appreciate it. So heavenly father, thank you for this time to learn more about your word father how you show us the importance of people father god show us the importance of the choices that we make father and for us to understand the accountability for ourselves that we will reap the the repercussions we will reap the consequences of the choices that we make so father god thank you to let us know you're faithful and true and even though mistakes in our lives have been made father you are faithful and true that you will pull us through father as ruth has clung to naomi may we be the ones that will cling to you in that way lord where you go i will go where you stay i will stay father god whatever it looks like whatever it tastes like smells like feels like lord i'm in it with you all the way so thank you for this time here thank you father god for the listeners father god if there's anyone going through a loss of a loved one father maybe they are feeling mara which means bitter father god i ask for you holy spirit to touch their hearts if they lost their child father god in there they're feeling that bitterness they're feeling that grieving and mourning father god i pray lord god that you will Give them the comfort that they need right here, right now. Father God, we just thank you to know you're faithful and true. Thank you to know that there's purpose in all things and that we're mindful to look for the purpose through it all, even when it hurts, even when it looks bad. Father God, that we look to you to know that you are where our help comes from. So Father, may we cling to you this day in your precious and glorious name, Jesus. Amen. 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 Thank you so much for joining us. Remember, you can find us on the World Wide Web at youareledministries.us. You can find us on Instagram. Oh, sorry. I keep doing that. You can find us on Facebook and TikTok. Um, We would love to hear from you. You want to shoot us an email? You are loved ministries at yahoo.com. And that's all spelled out. Y-O-U-A-R-E. M-I-N-I-S-T-R-I-E-S at signyahoo.com. Thank you for joining us. And until next time, you are loved.